Our gospel today speaks of the sign of Jonah, how great the sign of Jonah was, but how Jesus Christ is even greater than the sign of Jonah. And I think it's important perhaps to start with a recognition of what exactly the sign of Jonah was. Now, I've been leaving the seventh graders out, but maybe the little ones can answer. Do we remember what it was that made Jonah so special? Well, God sent something. God sent something. Yes. A whale? Oh my goodness. Now, do we know it was a whale? What does scripture tell us it was? You're right. You're right. We often say it was a whale, but what does scripture tell us it is? A big fish. So a big fish came and swallowed up Jonah because Jonah said, No, God, I ain't going to do that. I'm getting out of here. He got on a boat. There was a big storm. And then they were like, Well, we don't want to throw this guy overboard, but he says we have to. So they did. And then the storm stopped. He got swallowed by a big fish. How long was he in the big fish? Three days. Hmm, that sounds familiar. Where else have we heard somebody being in something for three days? You seemed like you knew. The tomb, and who was in the tomb? Jesus. Jesus was in the tomb for three days. And so when Jesus said that the sign of Jonah, that there will be no greater sign than the sign of Jonah, he was saying, he was speaking of his coming death and time in the tomb. You see, it wasn't just that Jonah went to Nineveh. It wasn't just that Jonah said, I uh, am here to tell you that you must repent. But it's also that Jonah came back from the dead, in a sense. He was swallowed up by this big fish, by this big whale, for three days, and he came back and he went to Nineveh. He didn't really want to, but he went to Nineveh anyways. Now, if you had, well, I picked on the seventh graders, but the little kids answered, so we'll try this. <laughs> what are you going to say? You're raising your head. You just raised your head already, aren't you? Yeah. So, if you had said no to God, been swallowed by a big fish, been spewed out upon the beach, and then uh, was asked again to go do something, would you probably go do it? Yeah, probably. But would you necessarily be like, yay, yeah. repent? No, I don't think so either. I think Jonah probably walked around more like, you know, three days more and Nineveh will be destroyed. Three days more. And this is a huge city. Jonah didn't do it on his own. God was using Jonah as a sign, as a reminder of his love, of his power, of his call to the people of Nineveh. Now, 
Who else was it? The king said, no one should eat or drink. Who else did he say? Who was listening? Who else did he say no one should eat or drink? The animals. What did they do? That's my question. Yes. Did they fade away? They stayed away. Oh, they didn't follow God's word? God love them. Those animals, sometimes you, you don't know what they're going to do. But what did the little animals do? They didn't do anything. I don't think they did anything. The animals just did what they did. But the animals were assigned to themselves. The animals were repenting, even though they really didn't have anything to repent of. Now, I really do. Since you were so good, how about you come on up here? Come on. You wanted to answer. Come on. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do on Ash Wednesday. Now, you were here for Ash Wednesday, weren't you? Can you say yes? Here, say yes. Did you hear that? They heard you because you were speaking in my microphone. So she was here for Ash Wednesday. So did you receive ashes? You did, but one of my favorite things to do is go down to the preschool and give ashes to the preschoolers. Now that's a lot of fun because they have very small foreheads and they, they don't make very good targets and they move around a lot. But I think it's important to do it. And we could ask ourselves, what did this little, what did this little girl do to deserve to need to wear ashes? And nothing. I can guarantee you, uh, maybe her parents might say something a little different, but uh, she didn't do anything. How about you go sit down now, okay? Thank you. What did those preschoolers do to deserve to have to wear ashes? Nothing. Now, where are our second graders at? Exactly. You all are at the age of reason, so it's right at this time when, when it's, it's about time to start fasting. Not really. You, actually, the rules of Lent say that only those who are 15, I think, need to start fasting. So we're looking at the, uh, the eighth graders. Basically, they're the only ones that have to fast. But all of you wear ashes, don't you? Yes. We are called, just like the sheep, just like the oxen, just like Jonah, to be a sign of God's repentance. We didn't necessarily do anything to deserve that. But we are still called to be a sign of repentance because we all, in one way or another, have gone against the will of God, maybe in just small, little ways. So we all repent, we all wear the ashes, we all go through Lent. And guess what? We all get to spend some time in the belly of a whale. You know where? Right here. This is your whale. This is your big fish. You get to spend time in this place, praying, asking God to help you be a sign to the rest of the world. Because the world needs the sign of Jonah, and the world, more importantly, needs the sign of Jesus Christ. And you can help spread that sign of Jesus Christ. 
Not because you're a bad person, but because you're a good person. And you want to do good, you want to do what God asks you to do, and so we repent. We, for a time, will give things up. We will try to lead different lives so that, hopefully, through God's grace, on the other side, we are more like Christ and more able to represent him in the world. So let us, during this Lent, spend time in the belly of this whale and this big fish as a community, as a people of prayer, so that when we go out, when we are sent out, we can be that sign for, a world, for the world in need of repentance and a reminder of God's love in their lives.